Lord is good. Amen. We go to the word of the Lord tonight. Good to see everybody in church tonight. Thank you for coming. Why don't you shake hands with two or three around you and just tell them I'm glad to be in church with you. Glad to be in the house of the Lord with you tonight. Amen. You didn't have to come be in church on this beautiful Sunday, but you did. And I'm thankful that you did. Amen. Good to see some back tonight. It hasn't been in a few services. Glad that you're here. Amen. I'm going to read one famous scripture to us tonight. One that we are all very familiar with, no doubt, if you're familiar with church at all. One that you probably could quote after I start reading it. You may not quote, may not know exactly where it was, but you will recognize this scripture as soon as I start reading it. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19, if you don't want to turn there with me or if you want to trust me, whichever. Get up there. Is it the verse of the day? Look at that. Texas is on cue today. He had the verse of the day stuck up there for us. Amen. Philippians uh, 4.19, but my God, why don't we just read it together? Can we do that or quote it together? Whichever you want. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Isn't that a wonderful, wonderful scripture? Amen. Amen. God going to supply all your need according to his riches and glory. Amen. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for the opportunity to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Thank you for everyone here. God has come. Lord, I'm asking you to touch our ears, open our heart, our ears, our spirit, to perceive what you have for us. God, I'm asking you to help me, God, that I can uh, say the right things to, to help Help us, God, become what you want us to be. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. It is a story that no doubt you have heard. This lady was desperately needing groceries. I would think everybody's probably heard it. She was on her knees, Sister Penny, and she was praying and she was seeking God, saying, God, I'm out of food and I need some groceries in my house. The atheist man lived beside of her, heard her praying, and decided, huh, I'll show her there's not no God. I'll go buy them groceries and put them on her front step. Went and bought the groceries and got the knock at the door. He knocked and ran to the bushes. And she come out and she seen the groceries laying out on the front porch. And she began to have church right there. Thank you, Lord. Just shouting praise of the Lord. All of a sudden, atheist stepped out behind the, the, the bushes and said, Woman, let me tell you something. You God, your God didn't buy them groceries. I bought them groceries. I worked hard all this week. And I heard you praying that God's not real. And I decided I'm going to go buy them groceries for her and just show her God's not real. She began to shout just a little minute, a little bit more and stop for a minute. She said, God did it. He just let the devil pay for it. 
Amen. Let me tell you, brother. God is awesome. Anybody believe that? Yeah. I don't care what you have need of. God can supply your need. Hallelujah. According to his riches and glory. How many ever had God to do something for you? Yeah. I'm thankful, Sister Michelle. Praise the Lord. When sometimes it looked like that uh, we weren't going to be able to pay a bill, God came through and he done it. When it looked like I was sick and I wasn't going to be able to uh, get past the sickness, God was able and he done it. Brother Donnie, I know it may be stuff we've heard before, but let me just say it tonight. I remember taking Mama to the doctor, hemoglobin being three, and the doctor said she should have been dead a year and a half ago. But you know what? She was still alive because God is in the healing business. Praise God. Have you ever, ever had your body healed in this place tonight? Come on. Have Sister Michelle, I know she went to the doctor, maybe had a surgery, but let me tell you what. The doctor told her over a year ago, you're going to be dead in six months, but she's here in the house of the Lord. And God gave her a good pill, a good pill of uh, uh, telling her everything was good not too long ago, and God had touched her body. I'm thankful that God can heal. I'm thankful that God can save. Hallelujah. I've seen God, Brother Donnie, bring people out of the gutters and bring them into the house of God and put them in the pulpit and make them one of the best preachers that you've ever seen. I see God take people, hallelujah, that look like they were nothing but scumbags. But God put them in the house of God and put them in a Sunday school room. Hallelujah. Teaching kids. Put them on a van, hallelujah. And started bringing people to the house of God. Somebody like Brother David that would have run you out helping his porch. But thank God. Hallelujah. Now that he's inviting people to come to the house of God. Hallelujah. I see God take a man and woman that was divorced. Hallelujah. She had went off and left, but he, the man never gave up. He said, I believe God's going to bring her back. And they're sitting on a front of the second pew today, and God put their marriage back together, and we're going to celebrate a pew of three more years of marriage. God is a healer. God is a deliverer. God is able to set people free. God can do anything and everything you need. He is a God, hallelujah, that can and will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. Hallelujah. I'm thankful to serve a God like that, Sister Lisa. I'm thankful when the doctor said you're never going to walk again. But thank God I can run around this Bible stand. I'm thankful. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. To a young man that was a bus kid. But thank God he's sitting on the front pew today preaching the gospel, playing the bass, playing the drums, and playing the piano. And going to be my son-in-law. Hallelujah. I'm thankful to a God that can say, deliver, and set free. Does anybody know what I'm talking about tonight? Has God ever done something for you? Brother Donnie, God's been good to me. He's been good to you. Hallelujah. He's done some good things. Amen. Yeah. The man was preaching the other night, preaching about all the miracles that he had seen uh, over in, in Guatemala, I think is where he said it, and people blinded eyes being opened. I'm not seeing it here, but I'm looking for it. Yeah. Talking about the leper being brought up and a man put up front where they could come, not lepers, but crippled people. They said up front where they could uh, lay on that bed during service, but God healing them and taking off and running. I'm thankful, praise the Lord. I've heard Brother Fuller tell some stories, hallelujah, about ants, hallelujah, putting their hand on a red hot stove just shouting around it and their hand never being burned. I've heard the stories of people cutting cast off after they had broken limb and running around the church with a broken, they had a broken leg and God 
God healed him. I'm thankful for what God can do, what he has done, and what he's going to do. Amen. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. God's good. Amen. Amen. I want to tell you what tonight. I'm glad. I I need Jesus. Amen. I want to tell you we need Jesus tonight. We need him, don't we? Yes, how come we need him? I'll tell you what, we need him for healing, but more than anything, we need him because we was once dead. But praise God, he brought us alive, hallelujah, through salvation. Aren't you glad that the Lord saved you? Perhaps that is the greatest miracle of all time, Brother Donnie. Uh, Colossians chapter 2 and verse 13 says, And you being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, have he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. I want to tell you what today, the greatest miracle that any of us seen in this house today, is God to save this. To be born again. I'm glad to be born again today. I'm thankful today, hallelujah, by grace, am I saved. The word says in Ephesians 2 and 5 is even when uh, we were dead in sin, had he quickened us together with Christ. And by grace are you saved. There's some sitting in this building today. You and I did not deserve to be saved. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, at living for God right now, the way we walk on God's grace and walk on his mercy, we still don't deserve to be saved. But he is long-suffering. Hallelujah. He loves us still, no matter through our faults and our failures. Hallelujah. Through everything that we're going through, praise the Lord. He loves us enough, praise God, that he will still cleanse us from our sin. First John 1 and 9, hallelujah, says, if we confess our sins, he's just and faithful to forgive our sins. Hallelujah. We look at the needs of our body and, and food and all this stuff, but the greatest need in this world, Brother Cliff, is the fact that I was lost, I was a sinner, and I was undone, but thank God he looked at this old hypocrite boy, hallelujah, that was on that uh, on the pews, and he done all that stuff at church, acting like he's in church, but he went to school, and he acted like the boys, I was a hypocrite, and I didn't need to be saved, but praise God, he saved me anyway. Aren't you glad that he saved you tonight? I don't think I'll be too long tonight, but I got something kind of laid on my spirit several weeks ago. In praying this afternoon, earnestly seeking the Lord and trying my best to figure out what He wanted, the Lord laid this little thought in my mind that I'd had for a while. And I'm thankful, Brother Donnie, for what God has done. I'm thankful. Hallelujah. I'm thankful that I'm born again today. Amen. Amen. Oh, come on. I'm thankful that he raised me up in newness of life, and he's going to raise me up in newness of life. Anybody with me here tonight? Yeah. But I have a question, and it is my sermon title tonight. Is Jesus enough for you? I, I really don't think I'm going to be wrong, and I'm hoping the Lord will do something because I, I just want to ask us tonight this question. I, I went through all these things that God has done for us, but in the midst of everybody, they're jumping and they're getting with the emotion of what was going on. There were some of you that wasn't jumping, and there were some of you that was withdrawn. And I could see there was some tonight, as I was saying this stuff, that there was something inside of me. It's like, oh yeah, I know God's done some great things, but you know what? There's still some things He just hadn't quite done. 
Come on, we was excited a while ago, but I want you to hear me right now because I come to ask us this question. Is Jesus enough for you? Maybe should have asked it for myself here tonight. Is Jesus enough for me? Is he enough? Oh, come on, we can talk about the increase. We can talk about when God begins to heal. When the doctor comes in and he looks at you, your daddy, like he did mine, and dad asks him, is he ever, ever going to walk again? The doctor tells him he's, he's never going to walk on that foot again. And God healed my body. Oh, when we're talking to the doctor outside, I mentioned a while ago, and the doctor said, I don't know how your mother's alive. She, she should have been dead a year and a half ago with the blood level she has inside of her. God was evidently seeming to be enough at that point in time in our life. But hallelujah, what if God had never healed my ankle and I had to walk around with a limp the rest of my life? Or worse than that, I had to walk around in a wheelchair. What if mama hadn't been at that time healed? I know she's done died and went on since then, but that's been a good 15, 20 years ago. What if God hadn't healed her then, uh, sister uh, Lisa, and God had tucked her then? Is God enough? Is my question. Amen. Amen. Sure, God's enough when He's given. Sure, God's enough when the bills are paid. Sure, God's enough when you have plenty of food in the pantry. Sure, God's enough, hallelujah, when you and honey is getting along real good. Sure, God's enough, Sister Penny, when we look at the family and everything hunky-dory. Mama likes Daddy and Daddy likes Mama and y'all like the kids and they like you, hallelujah, and all the dogs and pets and cats and everything else. Yeah, God's enough when all that's happening. But what happens when God begins to take away from you? It's God enough then. What happens when you go through a Job experience? Hallelujah. In a matter of just a few seconds, you lose your camel. You lose your kids. You lose everything around you. Is God still enough then for you? Can God still be God in the midst of everything that's going on? My question tonight is this. Hallelujah. What happens, praise God, when you pray to that child to come in the house of God and all of a sudden that baby gets worse than he ever was. They go deeper in the sin. They go deeper in the stuff. Hallelujah. And it looks like they're getting farther from God instead of getting closer to God. Is God still enough then? Hallelujah. What happens? Praise God. Oh, come on. When all of a sudden you're praying, God, bless my finances. And the washer goes out. And the dryer goes out. And then you have a flat car. Flat car. Is God still enough then? Hallelujah. When you and honey have been fussing for weeks and your kids, hallelujah, you're ready to chop their head off and you don't know what's going on. You think they got the devil inside of them. Is God still not dead? Come on. It's easy to worship God in the good time. It's easy to say, God, oh, he supplied all my need. Hallelujah. According to his riches and glory, with my pocketbook's filled. Hallelujah. And the pantry is full, and everybody's come to church with me. But when God begins to take away, is he still God in your life? When God begins, hallelujah, to dwindle the pocketbook, is he still God in your life? Hallelujah. Oh, come on. When you all of a sudden, oh, come on. you got a failed relationship. When it looked like it's the will of God, and now then you're setting single, hallelujah. All of a sudden, oh, come on, Brother Cliff mentioned it tonight, hallelujah. When it looks like that's what I'm supposed to be doing in the ministry, but it never happens, hallelujah. Oh, what about hallelujah? You thought you actually get to do that ministry, but you fall flat in your face. Is God still God in the middle of those circumstances? Oh, come on, is God still supplying your need when it looks like He's not? 
It's God enough for me. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord right now. Come on, I don't plan on being too much longer now that we get to a point real quick with this because I want somebody to realize something in this house tonight. Come on. Is God good enough, Brother David? He's good enough. After the first six months of a church plant, when God gives you exactly what you asked, hallelujah, he gives you three good families. Then after a year and a half of your church plant, hallelujah, the pastor grants you permission to go ahead and leave the church and start it full time down there. What happens, hallelujah, when the whole mission division comes because he hears all the great things that's going on in your church and they do a uh, documentary just on your church, hallelujah, and you're the, you're the poster child for the United Pentecostal Church, hallelujah, in 2012, because what God's doing for you, but 12 years in the church plant, the church is not performing like you thought it ought to be performing, and you're not averaging what you thought you was going to average, and hallelujah, and you find yourself going deeper in a hole and still getting out of it. Is God still enough? <laughs> hallelujah. Is God still enough when you get a phone call on a Sunday? Hallelujah! About three o'clock, your daddy's been shot, and you walk into uh, you walk into the emergency room, and you're standing there, and a preacher that had pastored you and many around you walks in and looks at everybody and said, "God told me He was going to heal him." Hallelujah! But when the doctors call you in the room, they said, "I'm sorry, we couldn't save him." Where's God then? He's got enough then. Oh, come on. Brother Orton, you started this thing off with a bang, and now all of a sudden you're, you're preaching me into a hoe. Come on. I may be preaching you in a hoe. I'm not preaching in a hoe. I'm just uncovering the top and helping you realize the hole that you're in tonight. Because what we do, we look at materialistic things. We look at relationships. We look at all the stuff, hallelujah, that God has seen like that we expected him to supply us with. But what we don't realize, hallelujah, that's not what he's talking about. When he said, God's going to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Hallelujah. We need to understand something. No matter what your circumstance, no matter what you're going through, God is still God. If your daddy dies or if your daddy don't. If your marriage works or if your marriage don't. If your finances is good or if your finances ain't. If honey's good, you get along with honey or if you're not getting along with honey. If your kids are an angel or if you're a devil, God is still God. It doesn't matter. Hallelujah. He's still sitting on the throne. He still knows what he does. Hallelujah. The problem is we don't know what we need. I read this in doing some searching and looking again. I, I don't plan on being too much longer. I, I'm thinking God going to do something special in this place tonight. But I read this a few I read this today as I was studying and thinking about this and looking. I've seen this quote. Most people don't realize that Jesus is all they need until Jesus is all they have. Amen. Amen. 
Most people don't realize that Jesus, hallelujah, is all they need until Jesus is all they have. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. I want to tell you, I don't know tonight, but when I think about the story of Job, I think about how he was so blessed for the time. He was blessed with everything. He Bible said he was the most blessed person in that area. But all of a sudden, God began to take away from him. I don't know why I did. Maybe it's just bragging rights. We hear all the reasons why. Hallelujah. But let me throw a speculation out there tonight. I wonder possibly if Job maybe begin to look at himself and think, hallelujah, look what I've got. Look what God's blessed me with. Look at all the good things i got. And all of a sudden, God was thinking, you know what? You're beginning to lean on the things you don't need to lean on. You're beginning to trust in the things you don't need to trust in. And God said, let's just see where you are. Hallelujah. Even the devil coming up and questioning. Oh, God, you go ahead. You take away his stuff. And you watch him curse you to your face. Hallelujah. I want to tell you what. But there was something on the inside of Job when all he had, hallelujah, all he had left was God. And he found himself at the bottom. Even his friend, Brother Donnie, was looking at him. And his wife said, you might as well curse your God and die. Hallelujah. But Job, in his despair, and Job, in his place, hallelujah, in the pit that he was, he realized, hallelujah, oh, come on, hear me today. He realized, I, I know Brother uh, uh, Mike Williams preached a sermon about this, but let me talk about it for a second. He talked about how God, hallelujah, works in his, uh, how he, he hides himself with his right hand, but he works in the left hand, which means the weakness, hallelujah. We need to understand something. When I am weak, he is strong. God's trying to tell us, hallelujah, I don't need your stuff. I don't need to heal you. I don't need to do all this stuff. I'm just doing that because I love you. But my question, God's asking us, but my question to you is this, will you love me if you don't have anything? Will you trust me if I don't give you anything? Am I enough? Notice it though. My God will supply all your needs. No, it's not needs, folks. It's need. It's need. See, it's a problem with our generation where we, we have needs. We have needs. And, and we and we uh, uh, our, our relationship with God is dependent upon needs. Come on, he you know what? If you're looking for God to be your friend, he's not gonna be your God. If you're looking for God to be your bank account, he's not going to be your God. If, you, if you're just looking for God to be your little trinket that you pack around with you, your good looking charm, your good luck charm, he's not going to be your God like that. But you realize, hallelujah, when I'm at the bottom, I'm like Job, and I don't have nothing else. Hallelujah. All I need is him. Oh, come on. Some of you have been there, but listen to me. When I was sitting in that, when I was sitting in that waiting room, and that doctor said, I'm sorry, we couldn't save him. Hallelujah. And I realized that my 49 year old daddy, that died by a gunshot by his own daddy and me at the age of 23, I realized something real quick, Brother Dolly. Hallelujah. There was no 
nobody else I can depend on. Mama couldn't satisfy that. Hallelujah, my pastor couldn't satisfy that. The only thing to fill that gap in my life of what I needed that moment was my God. Hallelujah. He's the only one that can supply and satisfy that. The word need right here means employment. It means affair. It means demand, requirement, or lack. You see, here's a problem, praise the Lord. We don't, we get it mixed up and we think our needs is I need more money. I need a good relationship. Hallelujah. Right? I need this or I need that. And what we don't understand, our needs is what not what we really need. What we need more than anything else is we need Jesus. Hallelujah. Because if I got him, I've got everything that I have, everything that I need. So come on, hear me today. I, I just come to ask somebody this question and I praise God. Is Jesus enough? If he's not enough, I want to be plain. You will be lost. So lost if he's not enough. When he takes everything else away, enjoy this life. Because it's all a heaven you're ever going to get. Oh, but God didn't do this for me. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Twelve years. I don't want to be stuck out here in the country where we are with the sagging roof. Average of 35 the last... Six weeks. I want that. I think God won't say it. I don't know. But I know what he don't want is me to have my little dragon on the ground. What I need more than anything else in this world is I need a relationship with Jesus. I need to know him like I've never known him. Hallelujah. Come on, Job said it. He said, I don't know the exact scripture, but Job said it. He said, I have esteemed his words higher, more necessary than my food. Hallelujah. Come on. I just need to hear a word from God. I just need to hear him speak to me tonight. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Oh, I won't be my wife to go along with the kids, and I want us to average a bunch in the church. But let me tell you what, if we never get no more than this right here. I still need Jesus. I still need to hear from him. I still need a relationship with him. Come on, I'm going to close with this tonight. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in him. Take me real quickly here. The reason Jesus is not enough to some is because you have never received him. I read the scripture right now. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in him. The reason some, Jesus is not enough for you. You can't be regular to the house of God. You can't get a walk with God. Because let me tell you what, you've never received him into your house. He goes on the right rooted, built up in him. Established in the faith. As you have been taught, abounding therewith with thanksgiving. You know what the problem is? Here's the problem right here, verse 8. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophies and vain deceit after the traditions of men, after the remnants of the world, and not after Christ. Listen, for in him, Jesus, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. 
And one of the most powerful scriptures in the word of God. I'm going to try my best to close with this tonight. And ye are complete in him. Which is the head of all. Everybody say all. all. Principality and power. Listen folks, if you stand with me tonight. You know why some people feel so incomplete and Jesus is not enough to them? Because you don't got that revelation of him. That's why he said all the fullness of the Godhead is in Jesus bodily. I've been searching the scriptures lately and I've been running across the scripture and I challenge you start looking everywhere it talks about until they come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I don't know how many times the scriptures are there but you can search it brother Texas how many, how many times until they come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Until they come to the knowledge of Paul in nearly every epistle that he wrote to somebody somewhere in the middle of it he said until they come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Until they come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Why? Because once we get the knowledge of Jesus Christ we understand who he is and what he is and we understand that when, we understand when Paul Paul wrote that scripture and he said that he would supply all our need according to his riches and glory. He was not talking about monetary stuff. He wasn't talking about your money. He wasn't talking about your vehicles, your cars, and your relationships. He was talking about supplying your need was a relationship with Jesus because of verse 10 in Colossians here that I just read that said, you are complete in him. Because here's the thing, Brother Noah, If you are complete with him, I don't need. I know you're an ass here dating or whatever, call yourself good. But what will you do if y'all break up? It's easy to say today because you got it. Amen, brother. Amen. Amen. Yep. I know Texas, you and Bethany fix to get married. But what if something happens? And Bethany, yet there's another heartache through a boy. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I hope she don't. Or let's just go the other way around. What if all of a sudden Brother Donnie decided I'm leaving? Leaves you at the church by yourself. Yeah. Is Jesus enough to keep you here? Or are you just here from him? Come on, I didn't come to pull no punches or games tonight. I told you this morning, I told the class up here this morning, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not your friend when I'm behind this pulpit. I'm becoming your pastor. And I want you to understand something. I'm more interested in you being saved than you like it, maybe. I may, I may come against you and rub you the wrong way, but I want you to hear something tonight. Jesus has to be all and all in you. This scripture right here has to come alive, and you are complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and power. you understand how powerful that scripture is? That scripture right there. If I'm complete in him, and he's the head of all principalities and powers, that covers all principalities and powers of money, all principalities and powers of relationship, all principalities and powers of my physical body, all principalities. He covers. When I'm complete in him, let me tell you what, my friend. It doesn't matter what comes or goes against me. I understand one thing. As long as I got him, I'm complete. Because here's the thing, Sister Tara, we can try to find relationships in all this world that's going to make us happy, but people will always let you down. Always. I love her so much, but I promise you, I've let her down each time. The way I've acted and got mad and upset and said different things. 
I told you last week in front of the whole congregation that I let my family down by getting upset. Went farther than that. I let other people down. You get, I will let you down. Don't you put your confidence only and solely in me. You've got to put your confidence in God. And you've got to realize He is all you need in your life. He, praise God. Oh, come on. It's not what your needs is, but it's what you need. And all you need is Jesus. Because in Him, you are complete. Because He's the head of everything. I'm done. Baby, come. Keep playing. I'm done. Come on. You don't need a Facebook status to make you feel like you're who you are. Come on. You, you, don't, you don't need... You don't need uh, uh, three or four hundred followers on, on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff to make you feel like you're somebody. I love that beautiful lady right there and it makes me feel good when, when uh, uh, I do something that makes her uh, uh, feel good whatever vice versa. But it's not about that. We'll let her down. She's going to let me down because we're human. I'm your pastor. But I've let you down. And you've let me down. We've let each other down. Why? Because God understood something when He created us with the power of choice. We're human. And Brother Cliff, He allows for humanity. That's why He said you're long suffering. And that's why when He talks about it, I believe it's 2 Peter chapter 2, when He says, Add to this and this and this, add long suffering. But for us to be really like Christ, we're going to be long suffering. Come on, folks. I'm asking you, is Jesus enough tonight? If he never answers another prayer, if he never gives you anything monetary in your life again, is he enough? Come on. If he never saves your children, can you still serve him? If God takes your spouse from you, can you still serve him? If your spouse walks away from you, can you still serve him? Come on, maybe you're like Paul. Paul said, I sought God. I sought him, hallelujah, to take this from my body. But God looked at him and said, my grace is sufficient for you, Paul. I don't have to heal you. The fact that I saved you, Paul, that's enough. Come on, it's him just saving you from the guttermost to the uttermost. Is that enough? Is Jesus enough? Come on, folks, I'm asking us to search our heart, search our spirit, begin to search our motives, and say, God, I want a relationship with you. I want a relationship with you that's unshakable. God, I want you to supply all my needs. And I know all I need tonight is you, Jesus. All I need is you, God. Oh, come on, I'm done, I'm done. Let's see, God. Let's make sure He's all I need. Make sure that I'm looking for Him and not some pile of the sky thing. Come on. But I'm looking for Jesus. Hallelujah.